know we remixed it. Hold on. What? <laughs> what a friend we have. What a friend. <laughs> what a friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> what is it? Travel around the road and back again. You're a friend and a to be sharing like i said we have listen gone up the yonder this entire week to make it to this point because like this week has been a hell of a week on both of on both our fronts oh god front back side side jump on jump in jump out girl okay (laughs) like to the window to the wall (laughs) to the strip that down my face okay (laughs) That ain't just to, I know, but just to, on the face, all right? Gotta keep it holy now. <laughs> keep it holy. But, man, like, it is, it's been rough. But, um, I I made a to-do list. And that to-do list helped me to focus better for even this moment mm-hmm. to happen. So, um, just kind of through all the craziness and, like, emotional shifts and everything... Just sticking to that one thing that was consistent helped me get a lot of other things accomplished. Mm -hmm. Just withdrawing my emotions from. So, yeah, it's been a crazy week, but a productive week. I got a lot of stuff done. But uh, I'm excited for this moment. Mm -hmm. I told Mother earlier, like, this is the only thing that's, like, been keeping me afloat all week like I feel like just the anticipation of this you know being released us doing it like you know going through the process of implementing it like this is the only thing that has like had my spirits up because I swear like everything around me is just like draining me like everything is draining and I'm well up did you just say you were walk? A whole out. Oh, I thought you said you were walk. Well, said, you know that. <laughs> we there too, but you know, like. I was say you were walk, mother. No. I whole out. <laughs> and I no, I'm just playing. Skrr, <laughs> <laughs> But anywho. <laughs> 
So, um, today's episode is talking about prioritizing friendships. Yay! <laughs> so, quick little history, background story, so y'all get to know, like, how did Morgan and Tiffany become the mother's boy? Okay. So, Come wait, on. wait, this is like, um, second service, uh... Mother's board. Um, we just woke up from our nap. <laughs> no, mother's board. Um, annual day, and they had like the history um, <laughs> in the pro on the program. And they gotta light the candle. <laughs> Anywho, so how did me and Miss Tiffany meet? We met two years ago on this day mm-hmm. at our first rehearsal. The church we were singing at was revamping their music ministry, mm-hmm. so I had the availability to help them. So, in the beginning, we had our reservations about one another. We assumed each other was super holy, mm-hmm. if you you agree. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought mother was super safe. But it took a car ride for us to get to know each other and just know we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Our first time going out together was March 15th, and she invited me to a party we had so much fun to the point we stayed out till four o'clock in the morning and we've been inseparable ever since Mm -hmm. we have so much in common like our fathers are both pastors pks yes straight pks okay not even were you a pk when you were like born were you born into it or like did your dad like say so like my dad because I was born, mother's going to get in that. I was born here. So my dad became a pastor like two years after I was born. Mine became, I was like five years old. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, we both, um, well, I was born in Ohio and then moved to Chicago, uh, the Chicagoland area when I was two. But mother was born in Chicago but grew up in Ohio. So mm-hmm. I thought that was just like, crazy we connected on that and it's funny you know a lot of restaurants we moved to ohio in two years after i was born crazy crazy uh we both have brothers Mm -hmm. um we love jesus and we have a passion for music um oh we love talking about food and mother Mm -hmm. has the hook up for all the restaurants (laughs) i swear she the plug (laughs) But we also like to let let our hair down. Mm-hmm. Um, when we link up, we literally have to debrief the next morning, afternoon, because our night was super lit. Mm-hmm. So we've created some great memories, and they will be on our Instagram page, you know, on our hashtag, Backsliding Saturday. So you'll see a little bit of our crazy nights mm-hmm. and early mornings. <laughs> the edited one, the filters. And then you'll see us on Sunday morning singing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Giving honor to God who is the head <laughs> of my life. Okay. So since meeting in 2018, we've dealt with attitudes, disagreements, misunderstandings, mm-hmm. we had some tears, we had some laughter, silly moments, and mm-hmm. just everything in between. But she has literally been my rock, especially during this COVID-19 period. Um, mother, don't take this the wrong way, but 
our friendship is low maintenance and I appreciate that because you know we understand space Mm -hmm. understand boundaries and we know how to communicate and we're able to just create a safe space to talk Mm -hmm. and I think that is important you know when establishing healthy relationships and building healthy friendships when two people are mature and they come together to build and maintain a friendship i think that's what makes the friendship more beneficial Mm -hmm. and more easy to uphold and maintain you know we can turn up we can have fun at the same time. We can hold each other accountable. And we can pray for each other. And we can pray for, for and each with. other. Yes. You know, individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that mother mother is constantly praying for me. And I am constantly praying for her. And having that in a friend is rare to come by. But I am so thankful, so thankful to God to have that. Um, and Morgan and again just con- to continue to build our relationship amen 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 so again just going into what mother was talking about you know it's very important that we learn to effectively communicate when it comes to prioritizing friendships um, in addition to setting healthy boundaries so what we're going to do now is go over the four different communication styles. There are four different communication styles and what we're gonna do is I'm just gonna read a brief description of each one of them and then we'll provide some examples. Okay. So I'm gonna start with the first one. The first communication style is passive. You have a very difficult time standing up for yourself and you are hesitant to admit your feelings. You have trouble asserting yourself with others, and you will give give up some of your wants and needs to avoid others criticizing you. That is passive communication. I just want to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep the peace. Mm, it really doesn't matter to me that much. Very go with the flow, or my favorite example, I don't care downplaying downplaying to the t (laughs) downplaying that is passive communication on the other side of the spectrum is aggressive communication b-e-a-g-g-r-e-s-s-i-v-e open aggression so you express your emotions through openly aggressive words and behaviors some examples of aggressive behaviors include intimidation criticism and fighting verbally and physically with others mm. so cussing people out it ain't my people. fault it's your fault it ain't my fault it's your fault no accountability whatsoever you made me do this you made me you made me cuss you out yep <laughs> you made me put your, my hands on you that's what aggress aggressive communication looks like and between those two we have passive aggressive communication. You suppress your emotions until you can express it later in a more indirect way. You frustrate or irritate others in a more subtle, passive way. So my favorite example to use for being passive aggressive is sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, 
putting my Dr. Umar hat on, when it comes to black folks, we can be extremely passive aggressive. Look, I know I am, especially in my relationship, but I am working on it. Well, come on. <laughs> Pressing towards. I'm trying to be the last, the last style. <laughs> okay. The last communication style. All right. And the last communication style <laughs> is assertiveness. And that's what we are pressing towards. Assertiveness is expressing your thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and opinions in an open manner that doesn't violate your personal rights or the rights of others. All right, so those are the four different communication styles. Passive, aggressive, passive-aggressive, and assertiveness. So, before we started recording today, we took a little quiz. We did. Mother and I, we took a little quiz on our communication styles. And so, I've taken this test 217 times, and... My first, I scored the highest on assertiveness. Mm -hmm. Well, before I get into that, this is the disclaimer. I feel as though we all go through these different styles of communication. Oh, gosh, yes. And I think it varies on the setting. Like, I could say for me, you know, I scored the highest on assertiveness. And I feel as, as though I'm most assertive in situations that I don't have personal personal connections to people work so yes so <laughs> acquaintances work you know co-workers I'm definitely more assertive in those settings whereas family friendships you know my second highest was passive I oftentimes suppress my emotions I'm just kind of like okay what do you want to do I'm down for whatever mm -hmm. I'm definitely more passive when it comes to my family and I could kind of be a little passive-aggressive, too. Because, like I said, when passive-aggressive looks like sarcasm. So, I can be more You probably passive. like that when you're annoyed. Yeah. So, I can be, you know, I can express my emotions, like I said, in a more indirect, more offensive way. Mm -hmm. So, what were your results? Well, my highest was 39, uh, which was assertive. Mm -hmm. And I agree but for me, I think mine is backwards. Mm. Um, I need to be more assertive at work. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm probably more passive aggressive. I do defend myself. Mm -hmm. I defend myself um, a lot. And then I get mad because I'm like, I know I did this right. Right. I know I, I sent that email. I know... But it's just like, they're just asking me just to make sure, you know, and oh, you can read real deep into emails mm -hmm. too deep. So, yeah, I I need to be more assertive um, at work. I'm assertive with people um, that I have relation with. But when it comes, like my relationship, I am a little passive aggressive. Um, I am trying to be more assertive. Um with my family, I'm passive. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I take that back. I'm passive aggressive with my family. Mm -hmm. I think I tap into, you know, Brie. Mm -hmm. If y'all, for those that you all don't know, um, Brie is my nickname. So I, a lot of people be like, "Oh, you're not Brie, Brie anymore. You're not little. Mm -hmm. You're 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 Morgan now." Like I'm still Brie, mm -hmm. but I tap into Brie, Brie. Yeah. 
and Bri is a child, was mm-hmm. a child, you know. So anytime my parents will say or do something, I yeah, I, I it, it 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 triggers me. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I'm really practicing how to be assertive. Yeah, same, same, same. And I think I'm very similar. I try to, you know, take the tone I use at work. Like I said, I'm more assertive at work and I try to use that when it comes to dealing with my family, Mm -hmm. but my fuse is so so short that Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of go into being passive aggressive. Yeah. And then that can also shift into me being passive and then just not just cutting everything off. You can't find me for weeks on end because I'm just fed up. So I'm definitely working on you know, being assertive, you know, just all around Mm -hmm. in any setting, just working towards assertiveness. Um, And again, I'm just going to read that definition again. Assertiveness is expressing your thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and opinions in an open manner that doesn't violate your personal rights or the rights of others. Mm -hmm. And this is important to remember when it comes to setting boundaries, setting those boundaries and just remembering valuing our own personal rights and respecting the rights of others when it comes to setting healthy boundaries so we'll kind of start to go into talk more about boundaries so what is a boundary the definition of a boundary is balanced emotional and physical limits set on interacting with another person so that you can achieve an interdependent relationship of independent beings who do not lose their personal identity, uniqueness, and autonomy in the process. This definition comes from recoveryeducationnetwork.org. So, Mother, I'll ask you, what are your thoughts on that definition of boundary? Not losing yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that is important after listening to it, mm-hmm. not losing yourself, still standing your ground mm-hmm. and being who you are and just going back, asserting yourself mm-hmm. like, I can do this. I, setting limits, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, Absolutely. spiritually. Absolutely. All, all of that. Like, just staying grounded in who you are. Mm-hmm. Not losing that personal ident personal identity, yep. that uniqueness or that autonomy. Yeah. Not having to compromise or conform or conform your rights as an individual mm-hmm. to please or satisfy another person. I think that is really important. I think that's a primary part of setting of the definition of a boundary. I think that is very important to remember. So, what do you think? What are some of the benefits of setting healthy boundaries? What are some what are some benefits? What do you think some benefits are? Some benefits of setting healthy boundaries, um, flexibility, mm-hmm. um, openness, meaning uh, availability. Yeah. Just am I open? Am I? Can I possibly, you know, be open? You know, just. Letting me choose for me. Yeah. Uh, I think those are, like, really important 
and set when I think about setting boundaries like am I able to be flexible when I want to I can say no when I want to um you know yeah yeah I, I think that's those are those are good things that's what I think about what yeah about you? And establishing, we talked about this earlier, establishing and maintaining that peace. Yes, there we go. Maintaining and establishing that peace. And that is only done when we set those boundaries. When we when we don't compromise our values. Mm-hmm. And when we learn how to not only say no, but also accept when others are enforcing their boundaries upon us. Mm-hmm. So accepting that no from other people, I think is important to remember. And, you know, that's a benefit of boundaries. And that just contributes to building healthy friendships when it comes to um, just looking at that as a whole. Mm -hmm. So on the other side of that, what do you think are some boundaries? I mean, I'm sorry. What are some barriers to setting healthy boundaries? So what are some roadblocks? What are some things that get in the way? Emotions. Yeah. Uh, people in their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to please others. Mm-hmm. Um, forgetting about you. Yeah. Losing yourself. Yep. Losing yourself. Um, lose, and it's so easy to do when we are in a relationship. And this can be in a relationship with friends, family, someone you're romantically involved with, it's so easy for us to become consumed with other people, other people's needs, wants, and desires. And you know why? Because we care. We care about them. We want to see them good. We want to make sure they're okay. And that's when we take ourselves out and we don't put ourselves back in. Right. We just stay out. And we forget what that boundary that we placed was. Mm-hmm. And that can go on for years. I know adults that are, they're in their 40s, 50s, mm. hell, some 60s, mm. that they have just lost themselves. And they've become, they're in this cycle. Yeah. They're in this cycle and they're stuck in that cycle of putting people's needs and opinions and desires over their own yeah and it shows it shows mentally it shows emotionally but also physically Mm. that affects you from a physically too you look drained you look stressed tired tired all the time headaches migraines you know so and then i think another and i think the biggest barrier to healthy boundary setting healthy boundaries is dealing with that rejection Mm -hmm. i think we as human beings as a whole just struggle with rejection yeah and we tend to we tend to deal with rejection that kind of just opens up another can of worms when it comes to you know as far as rejection in our past when it comes to you know childhood traumas Mm -hmm. and other traumatic events that have that have happened to us um just being able to process and deal with that rejection even if it's on a small scale even if it's on a like if mother asked me to if mother asked me to 
go to a movie, you know, and I tell her no, she can internalize that no as something totally different. She not messing with me. Right. She, she not, she not trying to kick it with me or she must be mad at me Mm -hmm. or, but no, I just have to take that no and be like, all right, we can go next time. Right. And as an adult, (laughs) I have to learn that. So quick, uh, especially like my twenties. Like college was where it kind of like kicked off for me, cause like, so I'm like everybody want to do something, so let's kick it, right? You know, but no, like people have to study, people have to do this, people have other obligations, and you just have to be understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, no, that's fine, cool, and accepting of it, and accepting, and accepting. So we went over. You know, we went over the definition of a boundary, the benefits of setting boundaries in friendships, but also reviewing the barriers or the roadblocks to friendships. I'm sorry, boundaries. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the five steps in setting up healthy boundaries. And again, this is coming from recoveryeducationnetwork.org. That a site show sources. She got a bibliography and everything, y'all. Listen, (laughs) we ain't trying to get we ain't trying to get sued. So we gonna (laughs) we gotta shout shout out these sources. Okay, so the first step in setting boundaries is back up your boundary setting with action. Set up back up your boundary setting with action. I think this is so important because without action, it's just words. Mm-hmm. Um, without action, it is just words. So we have to be able to implement behaviors that endorses and support that boundary we are setting with people. Yep. Okay, so put some action behind it. All right. Number two, be direct, be firm but also be gracious, okay? So be mindful of your tone, your body language, how you're saying it. Be aware of how you feel that day. Mm -hmm. You know, some days, be honest. (laughs) You know, sometimes we getting off work. We've had a long day at work. We're stressed out. Everybody done pissed us off. We need a glass of wine. We need a glass of wine and something else. <laughs> okay. And a little something, something else. I'm going to let y'all fill that blank in. But sometimes we struggle with establishing that boundary because we're just not in the mindset to figure out what boundary we want to set. Yeah. So you have to be mindful of that. And give eye contact. Give eye contact. Mm. You know, I was telling Mother earlier, like, I, that is something I have struggled with my entire life. That I am improving on. Amen. I am improving on making eye contact. Um, and the only way you're going to get better at making eye contact and being aware of these nonverbal communication um, things is by actually doing it. So you have to make, you have to try to make eye contact. You know, you have to make that eye contact. You have to practice verbalizing those boundaries. You have to practice implementing that boundary that you're setting. You know, you have to do it. You know, you can't just sit down and plan, 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 because oftentimes that just leads to more stress, more anxiety, and nine times out of ten, you just avoiding 
setting the boundary. Yep. So just be mindful. Again, be direct, be firm, but also be gracious, be compassionate. Okay? Number three, don't debate, defend, or over-explain. Ooh, that's me, y'all. I defend myself all the time when I say no. Oh, oh, but it's because, and then I tell them too much. Like, Mm -hmm. no, Mm -hmm. just say no. Or let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Especially when saying no. I feel like, again, oftentimes people have to over explain why why they're saying no. Well, I can't come this week because, you know, I have so much work at. I have so much work to catch up on. Or I have to do this other thing. Start by, you know, just say no. Yep. Just say no. Leave it there. You do not owe the other person an explanation. Unless the Holy Ghost, you know, leads you to give an explanation. You know, if you say no to your mama, don't sit here and bring our name up talking about... The mother said no. (laughs) The mother's board told me to say no. Exactly. Like, if you say no to your mama and you get your head knocked off, don't blame us. Mm -mm. Okay? But, again, just distinguish when explanation is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to not explain at all all right number four have support easily available on the sideline on the sidelines in the beginning so have that support network you know it's important to have you know that support sideline team that is there to praise you and to validate you when you are setting boundaries You know, that is one reason I'm so grateful for the relationship I have with mother because oftentimes when I'm going about setting boundaries when it comes to my family, my friends, at work, and I'm trying to practice assertiveness, sometimes I question myself. Sometimes I doubt myself. Or sometimes I let that rejection get the best of me. So oftentimes, you know, I'll call mother and I'll let her know, like, you know, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm feeling. And she'll, you know, validate how I feel and, you know, help me through that tough time. So having that support, having that sideline support is very important when establishing healthy boundaries. All right. And number five, last but certainly not least. Stay strong, don't give in. All right, so don't fold, y'all. Don't fold, stand on it, ten toes. All right, and then don't don't ruminate about it, and then don't go off on a tangent. So don't set the boundary, and you know I'm setting a boundary with you, and you kind of go down the rabbit hole of well, well, you didn't used to do this back in the day, no, no, no. Don't fall into that. You know, set the boundary, stay focused on whatever you're discussing in that moment, and don't give in to other people's demands and opinions. But at the same time, be willing to have an open mind and be optimistic. focusing on unveiling the daily trials and triumphs of millennial Christians. We'll be discussing and processing through different topics like family, health, and wellness, 
love, money, friendships, and so much more. Our mission statement comes from Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. And for all of our listeners out there, please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. (laughs) I will be coming from the New Living Translation version. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press. Mm. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I press. I press. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Mm, Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. And shall stand forever. Come on, word. (laughs) Amen. In addition to the different topics, we'll also be unveiling different segments like love and worship which we'll be talking about next so now we're going to get into our love and worship segment at one point in time we've all experienced the good the bad and the unholiness Mm -hmm. in and out of church for me uh, i've been in church all of my life so it was hard for me to make that decision to leave home. Mm -hmm. It was scary. It was intimidating, but I had to do it for myself. I was leading worship, teaching the choir, directing, uh, singing everything when nobody was there to sing it. I had to, I had to do a lot and it got overbearing and very stressful. Mm -hmm. And so when I left in 2017, I was like, I'm going to find me a new church home. I even found friends that were dealing with the same, shoot, (laughs) PKs that were dealing with the same situation of staying at home with, at at their church home, uh, or going to venture out to the bigger mega churches, the younger churches, right? Um, it was very intimidating. It was scary. And I just had to surround myself with people Mm-hmm. Those those boundaries, right? Or having people on the sidelines, right? That support system, <laughs> that absolutely. So, that supported me in this walk. And I also had to talk to my dad about it. And we tried to keep that daddy-daughter relationship going and daddy-daughter dates going. I didn't want him to feel like I left the church because of him. Because it wasn't about him. It wasn't because of him. Mm-hmm. It was for me. And I always said, and he's always said, you can always come back home. Yeah. And now I'm back home. Somewhat. Awesome. Somewhat. But I'm I'm back home supporting in a different capacity this time though. Mm-hmm. Something that I wanted to do. I had to be assertive mm-hmm. and tell him, look, if I help in this capacity, I wanna do technology. And back set those boundaries. Yes. And he could either say yes or no. And he was open to it. And we're like literally like growing in that media ministry and the technology ministry and i'm so excited to be a part of it so even though this wasn't about love but it was about worship and it was just things that we deal with in and out of church 
I want to say that you all can do the same. So every Monday, we're going to push out a Messy Monday on Twitter. <laughs> and you guys can submit any story, any issue. Yeah. If you have a question, we'll just sit and discuss it. Um, it'll be anonymous. Uh, we'll, you know, give you some advice or shit. We'll just empathize with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we've dealt with it. We've yeah. seen it, you know, and we got a therapist here, okay? So, <laughs> mother will help you out Listen. and we'll give you a clinical uh, clinical approach. Yeah. Also... <laughs> A clinical approach, but also, you know, different perspectives. And I think hearing different perspectives puts, you know, helps us put a lot of, you know, ideas and advice and other feedback, you know, that we maybe didn't think of before. So hearing different perspectives um, and also hearing other people who have gone through similar situations can be very... Um, encouraging can be very uplifting so indeed that's what this segment focuses on it's just one person helping another so all stories and questions can range from personal matters career decisions family dynamics uh religious conflicts and interests mm-hmm. Ooh, and the the best dating in church come on. <laughs> come on so again you're gonna submit your stories and questions every monday and our information will be posted to where you would submit all of your information to okay and so in our next segment is our a and b selections come on. so if you're not big in the church world, A and B selection could be like, you know, the little two songs that the choir go up and sing at the second service. But we're giving... Before the pastor. <laughs> before the guest pastor come up and preach. Amen. But we're going to give um uh, our, our playlists or songs or albums that that are new, that get us through the week, get us mm-hmm. through the day. All of that. So, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I picked Durand. Now, if y'all don't know, this man, he can sing his butt. Yes. The off. Clean okay? Off. Clean off. And he has a new song out called Stuck with my best friend. She don't know that she's my best friend, but she's my best friend in my head. <laughs> Ari Lennox. Like, if you haven't heard of him or the song i advise you to go to apple music go to spotify go to youtube he just dropped an album it's pretty decent like this boy can sing okay so what's yours mother well i'm gonna recommend a playlist and this playlist can be found on apple music for the saints who are going to heaven with their apple products okay amen and they uh, what's the um, the friends and family uh share plan? Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm still on my parents' bill. Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> All right. Um, but this playlist is titled "Smooth and Easy." Um, it's just a good mix of good R and B, um, modern R and B, but also the old school auntie r&b you know the maxwell's neo soul maxwell jill scott y'all it's like tweet six hours of 
Yes. Goodness and mercies. Okay. <laughs> it is a great playlist. And like I said, it has the auntie R&B, but it also has, you know, some new folks on there too. Cool. Alex Isley. Summer Walker. Yes, Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker. <laughs> I was going to say something. Robert Glasper. <laughs> Robert Glasper. That's my nigga. Robert Glasper. Duranda's also on this playlist. Ooh, Jasmine Sullivan. They got the Lost yes. Ones on there. If y'all heard that song, woo, she did that. Yes, her. And it's just a, this is really just a dope playlist. Like I said, it's a, it's a good mix of that R&B and that Neo Soul. So I definitely recommend the Smooth and Easy playlist on okay. Apple Music. You sexy me said the Smooth and Easy. The Smooth Amen. 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 Amen.